All right, baby, this is old master right here, king of big dog style, master of the pop-up headbutt, king of the trailer court, the Sutter Psycho, right here. Y'all listen to Wrestling Chairs, you dummy if you ain't paying attention. Listen, subscribe, like, share, all that business, baby. Old master right now, I'm going to drink some live bears. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even when you're having some technical difficulties. Yes, this is Wrestling Cheers, where we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. Well, this is technically none of that. This is a review of the year and preview for the upcoming year of AIW. I am your host. I am Heavy Set. And before we get into all that, we are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and MidwestTerritory.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, RestingCheers.Podbean.com. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on all of your social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose to desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And we do have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Now, a little uh, thing I want to address is I don't know how many people check out the, you know, the podcast notes. And it was kind of addressed on Twitter, but this episode that we're having right now was supposed supposed to happen last week and last week's episode where we sat down with stacy was supposed to be this week but that became a whole clusterfuck and we even referenced this episode and there's a reason why you didn't hear it first because it didn't happen until this week so yes shit happened we're still working on all these technical difficulties trust me but we're here for this episode, and like I said, we will be having a little bit of a, a year in review for the 2018 year on things that went on in AIW, and uh, we got a few predictions for 2019 things we will be talking about. Event of the year, special guest of the year, match of the year, debut of the year, moment of the year, group or team of the year, and then for 2019, our predictions for the Gauntlet for the Gold 14 winner, JLIT 2018 winner, and I had to change it up a little bit this year, especially with what was announced recently. Who will be signed to contracts by the end of 2019? With all that said and done, let's get into who's on this particular panel. We will start with, let's start with the one that we've had a lot of technical difficulty with. We have Stacy. Yeah, man, the electronics hate me. Jesus. I am so happy we recorded that episode because I at least had something to fall back on. Right. I had to I had to rush editing <laughs> my side of it, but it's cool. It got done. Dude, you didn't have to. Like literally if someone would have started the episode 
as soon as it came out, before they would have finished Wrestling Cheers, yours was already out. So yeah, I I don't know. I wanted it to be congruent. <laughs> I wanted them to both be available. So yeah, I think when it's I, cool. I think when I woke up and seen like that had downloaded too, I'm like, oh, he busted that shit out. Okay, cool. Didn't have to. Yeah, man, I, but... yeah, no, it's cool, man. I'm glad it's out. It's done. I can focus on that turtles episode now. Hell to the yeah. So let's move on. We also have on this episode, we have Dustin Alberti. I think you mean Shelton. Are we are we getting technical difficulties again too with you? No. no, Adam's Adam's talking to me, and I'm trying to do the podcast, and Adam's talking. But I was saying, I think you mean shell to the yeah instead of hell to the yeah when you're talking about the Ninja Turtle episode. Because Ninja Turtles and shells. Cowabunga. It's a, it's a good. I got I got my Donatello Ultimate Warrior in the mail today. That's awesome. Yeah, I got Donatello Ultimate Warrior now. Michelangelo Macho Man and Michelangelo Roddy Piper. It's a pretty good, so, pretty good run so far. So I'm wondering if that means I need to buy the Ninja Turtle Ultimate Warrior for my Ultimate Warrior collection that I'm starting. But only, but no, it's mostly just. I would. Well, it's I, really sweet, and it's actually one of the ones that's less expensive right now. For the most part, probably because everybody hates him. But I'm trying to more collect uh, the the Hasbro's. And I'm I'm now missing the purple tights one, and I want the big talking one, and I want even though it's not technically Hasbro, but from the same era, I want the wrestling buddy. I have the wrestling buddy. I'll sell it to you for an amount of money. We'll talk about this later because depending on how clean it is, I could I possibly will take you up on that offer because I. You know you can wash them fuckers too, right? That's like, true. They're... It's very clean. I just washed it. I have Hulk Hogan and. Ultimate Warrior, I just wash them and put them in storage. Okay, well, we'll talk about this off air, because it's something I really want, and if you don't mind parting with it and you want the money, we'll definitely talk about that. Also, speaking of someone who wasn't even around during that time period, we have Caden. Hello. The only wrestling buddies you would remember would be, like, Rey Mysterio or something. I know about the wrestling buddies. I wasn't around during that time period, but I know of them. I'm talking about when you were growing up. Yeah, I Mysterio and whatnot, and second ones that got released in my my humble opinion the first ones were the best everything else just didn't really live up and i don't know why they just didn't copy that formula because that was perfect yeah i don't know why they gave them that weird nose on the new one i haven't seen any of the new wrestling buddies in a while so they're not called wrestling buddies anymore they have some other name that's not as good as wrestling buddies oh yeah they do um the only one i'm thinking of but i don't know if are they the same one i'm thinking Bashin Brawlers? Yes, I think so. Yeah, those look terrible. They look like half a Muppet. Like, either go full <laughs> Muppet or leave it a wrestling buddy. I'm actually looking it up right now. The Bashin Brawlers are were the uh, WCW wrestling buddies. Uh, they're now oh. called Brawlin' Buddies. Brawlin' Buddy, okay. Brawlin hybrid, of buddies. The two, hybrid of the two names that we just mentioned. That's why it sounded familiar. Either way, the new ones look gross. You never, you never go half Muppet. There's a quote. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, this isn't uh, super fantastic, and this isn't me talking with Stacy about toys, because that can go on forever. Let's talk about 2018 and AIW. And now, the idea that I have for this, since I don't want it to take two fucking hours, so Stacy, shut up. 
I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. What I, what I have in mind is basically we all go around, we say what our what our picks are, maybe go into it a little bit. If you agree with somebody, like jump in, but we don't necessarily need a full-on discussion per se. Like maybe a little bit, but I'm just saying we don't need a full-on. Sounds good. Somehow we did a, a full hour last year. So let's repeat that because we don't want to be here all night. Anyway, uh, let's start at the top of the list because I actually just copied and pasted from the show notes last year. And this is the order we went in. Let's start with event of the year. I think last year I asked people not to pick Absolution. But if you picked it, that's perfectly fine. Unlike last year, I didn't pick it. And I'll actually, I, I will go first. I picked Hell on Earth 14. I think... That night was a fun night being, you know, the last Mount Carmel show and like some of the title changes and freaking Donst and Justice going through the, the catwalk. Very, very memorable. Very, very fun. And Magnum, you know, with his retirement too. The There was a lot that I really, really loved about Hell on Earth. And for me, that is why it is event of the year. Let's go to Stacy. Uh, my event of the year, if we're looking at just the AIW, yeah, uh, is Russell Rager for sure. Russell Rager, uh. Russell Rager is the most fun show every year. It's the most violent show every year. It's the best. I can't say enough good things about Russell Rager. I almost pick that. That is, it's at least top five. I think for it should be for everybody. I think for me, I would rate it two or three. With Absolution being in the mix too. Yeah, Absolution was a good show. I just like the vibe of Wrestle yeah. Rager. I like that it's a big party. I like that we get deathmatch stuff that we don't normally get. And that it's not like just a deathmatch show. Like yeah. it's its own weird fucking thing. I love it. Wrestle Rager in a way is like the summer version of the rap show. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get crazier because you're not in Yes, Carmel. because you're outside. Well, yeah. And there's no restrictions. Well, we're not in Mount Carmel anymore anymore, so yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe the rap show would be crazier now. That'd be great. Who knows? How about you, Caden? Um, I debated between Hell on Earth or WrestleRager, but I gotta go with Hell on Earth. Okay. I wasn't, again, I wasn't there live for it, but just watching that MP4, everything on that show was good. Mm-hmm. It was just fun beginning to end. I feel like that's also Hell on Earth almost every year. Yeah. Like, there really isn't a bad Hell on Earth event. I mean, that's where I started off. And, like, they, it's almost like how, I think, obviously, in WWE, SummerSlam's like that number two event of the year. There could be a contention that Hell on Earth is the number two event of the year for AIW. But you could debate every other, almost every other show, too. How about you, Dustin? Um, I was going to say Hell on Earth, and then I really got to thinking about it. And I probably would say WrestleRager if I remembered any of WrestleRager. Because <laughs> I got like blackout drunk at WrestleRager. It was not a pretty sight. Uh, I'm actually going to go with the most recent Welcome to the Party, pal. Uh, okay. Honestly, seeing Masato Tanaka live and in person and still be as awesome as like he is was just absolutely outstanding to me. And like, I don't know, just... That main event, I don't, something about, I just, I absolutely adored that main event. And, you know, it was nuts. Like, I just, I really, 
I enjoyed the new venue at Ohio Nets. It seemed like they were trying some different things out. Yeah. I'm 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 excited. I like it because I think AEW is going to kind of be nomadic almost throughout the beginning of this year until they figure out something mm-hmm. permanent. So I think it was cool to kind of get the first taste of that. Like I said, Masato Tanaka was just absolutely outstanding. I think what could work as a great transition is getting into the next category. You mentioned Masato Tanaka, special guest of the year. And uh, you know what? Let's go in reverse. Start with you, Dustin. Uh, I mean, as far as wrestling goes, I would have to go Masato Tanaka. Um, I also really enjoyed Joel Gertner at uh, the Akron show at Rubber City Con. Yeah. Uh, I think that it was fun to see him do his whole shtick as far as being like a special guest who wasn't a wrestler. I would say maybe Joel Gertner over Masato Tanaka, but I already gushed about Masato Tanaka, so that's the (laughs) obvious choice of who I think was the guest of the year. There were a good handful of guests this year that could be considered like guest of the year. So I wasn't sure like if it was Masato Tanaka or could have been somebody else. Uh, let's move on to Caden. What was your guest of the year? Ultimo Dragon, easily. Okay. Because that was a big deal, first off, for AIW, being able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And seeing Ultimo Dragon live was amazing. How about you, Stacy? Both of those are fucking great, but neither of them were as close for me yeah. as La Parca. Yeah, I was figuring that one. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I hadn't seen La Parca wrestle live since I went to a Nitro taping in, like, 99. Damn. I was a fucking, like, a little kid again. It made my year. It was the best. And then him throwing the fucking ring bell at Pat and stuff. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It was great. He was another reason that made Hell on Earth like event of the year. But for me, at first, because uh, when we originally scheduled this, uh, and Stacy, you got off Discord, me and Caden were like talking back and forth, kind of like our picks for the year, because I didn't write any of them down. My initial guest of the year was going to be R- Ricky Steamboat, because... Uh, he was just so much fun in the ring. Like meeting him was great and just good all around. I had to bump him because I forgot about somebody and I love that he came here. I love what they did. I love everything about it. Ooh, even Jeff Jarrett would be uh, also in that too, but big Papa pump Scott Steiner fucking loved it. How about that's a good choice. Yeah. How about let's go to match of the year. And we'll start with Caden. This is a really weird one, but Janela versus Janetti. Okay. Just mental. Uh, I really liked that match. I thought Janetti showed a lot of guts in that match because he was a fucking mess. And he still made it (laughs) through that match. Bumps he took in that match. Like, why are you doing this? No. Please stop. What was your match of the year, Stacey? (laughs) So... I have two Northeast Ohio match of the year. My AIW match of the year is that <laughs> fucking crazy ladder match that Janela and Donst had where that one ladder, like that thing was like magic. It would like hold back together. There were ladders that fucking had to be held together by Tom Dunn. Like 
he hung from the belt and it didn't just come off. Like it was amazing. That match was great. AIW I'll, match of the year for sure for me. I'll step in here real quick. That is my yeah. match of the year. Yeah. I I I don't know that there was anything that came close to that at an AIW show for me this year. I, there was. There was one other match that came close, but whatever. But my my real match of the year though was at Old Extravaganza. Uh the RJ City versus Miriam Fontaine match with Dr. Dan with RJ City. They ran the gimmick of him being like uh of RJ City being RJ Metropolis uh silent film actor. And there was just this whole thing. The match was different than anything I've ever seen. It blew my mind. Like it, it was my match of the year, hands down. I can't do it justice in describing it. People should just go get the DVD of Extravaganza. It's I've never seen a match like it before. Is the extravaganza on independentwrestling.tv or no? Nope. No. Okay. No. Okay. You got to buy it. I think he, they're just putting up the speakeasies and those other shows. I think they want the extravaganza to be like it won't go on there for a while. Because no, I think the extravaganza, some of the older ones are on there. Well, I'm saying like, yeah, but- wait a while. But then again, I'm thinking the speakeasy because the speakeasy was of the stream. So they put it on. It was put on there really quick, obviously. Yeah, th- this year's I think is only like twenty bucks on the website. As a whole, I mean, old wrestling is is top notch. What Fontaine has done with that promotion is just amazing, and I'm being a huge fan of his. I I can't speak enough about it. Uh, the the other thing with that show, I mean, that's not what this topic right now is. So not to get off topic, but that show you could walk into it having never been to an old show before. And the show itself told a story from the beginning to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. It like like old encompasses so many things in wrestling that are different, and like the the like the theatric aspect of it, and like the storytelling aspect of it. It's just it. I love old and extravaganza this year was really good, but that match in particular, I've just I've never seen anything like it before. All right, long detour, but over to Dustin. What was your match of the year? Uh, so I've already gushed about the Masato Tanaka Nick Gage match. <laughs> that was not my match of the year. Okay. Okay. Uh, my match of the year is Tim Don's first justice for the intense title. Cause that match was insane. Uh, when he packaged pal drives him through the ramp. I don't know if you guys remember like this stuff happening, but like yeah. that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen live. It was just nuts. Like I, I did not see that coming. Uh, so that would be my match of the year because that thing just went all over the place. And Justice winning the title was kind of a cool, like long time coming situation. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's move on to debut of the year. I would like to point out that Donst was in three of those matches. Three people well, had Donston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was also really close to picking Josh Bishop versus Hot Sauce, but I think that match was only as good as it was because the crowd was so hot. For it. Yeah, that match was crazy good because of the crowd being so hot. Like everybody was super into that match. Yeah, that's my honorary mention. I think you bring up a good point about Donst being in two matches, and also it was the beginning and end of his title reign as intense champion. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he, he did have a, other good ones in there, but the beginning and end were both really, really good and hardcore memorable. Let's move on to debut of the year. Now I, 
I have two down. Didn't necessarily throw it out there, but it was something I was thinking when I was filling it out is I have one student and one non-student. First, I did the same thing. Okay. So for me, the debut of the year, like somebody who wasn't a student, someone who's been somewhat established, I went KTB. I think he has gotten over with the AIW crowd, you know, since day one, and it's getting bigger and better every time to the point of, you know, he went up against Matt Justice at the last show for intense title, and that's a really fucking good match. Now, for a student, I have to go with Wes Barkley. As much as everybody hates him, I think for the debut that he had as a student was one of the best. So that's that's who I had. How about you, Caden? We talked about this last week. Danhausen. Yes, that's that is the. I, I knew there was a name that you mentioned that I couldn't think of who. Yeah, Danhausen's a good one because he debuted in February. Okay. Yeah. Right after other man that was in the production disappeared. We can talk other about other guy. We, name, name redacted. Name redacted. <laughs> we can talk about Colby Red. I've openly talked about Colby Red to that. No, name redacted. No, Colby Red. I don't acknowledge the mind. Hey, he's the juggalo. He's uh he's back. Just not No, even a stable that loves a dog. Yeah. That's... And that's the thing now. It's real weird. No the, the, the... I don't know what that means. <laughs> Wrestling. It means exactly what he said it meant, basically. But they love a dog. They yeah. worship a dog. It's a it's a stable that worships a dog. <laughs> For wrestling, that's yeah, that's what, what it's come to. Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> IWC. I figured the. I'm the, interested. I figured the trend is to say you're quitting wrestling and then come back. That's something I've noticed. Not naming any more names. No, especially not naming any more names there. But <laughs> some people have, quote, retired and then come back and then retired. <laughs> uh, Dave, did you have a student debut of the year? Since it, we were... it, it'd be Wes. Okay. No one even comes close to him in terms of what they've done. Disagree. Okay. Strong, strong disagree. Oh. Disagree. Good, I agree. Really? Zach Thomas is the best student to debut this year. Fuck yes, he is. Um, and if leaps and bounds better, he's so good. And I understand that he isn't as like he's a student, but he was around before that. See, that's my thought process. Zach Thomas he's been wrestling a couple years longer. Is definitely the best student to debut this year. He's so good. He's so put together. He doesn't rely on selling. A hundred tickets to his friends. It's like he's been doing it longer. I know. I don't disagree. <laughs> but if we're talking about students to debut this year, Zach Thomas is the exempt a number one answer. He's. I I see where you're coming from, but it's weird because he fits both criteria of being just the debut of the year because he has the the past and because he he's been doing it. But for he was years. rebranded. But. Oh, rebranded. He was still a wrestler. He still debuted. He's rebranded. He he debuted in the company, but like I was saying, at the same time, he was a student of AIW, and he did debut. So I think the thing there is, man, like you can have been trained, but trained poorly, and then trained yeah. correctly at AIW, and that still makes you a student debut, even if you have a couple of years' experience under your belt. 
I agree. Without saying too much more about it, I actually wish more wrestlers would do that. <laughs> I also like I also like Ryder Reed a lot. I, I think he's really coming into his own. And that head scissors poison driver thing that he does is freaking sweet. Yeah, the murder driver. Yeah, that thing. It's, it's sweet, people. <laughs> it's so good. But he uh, had a great match at UXWA. Ryder Reed against uh, Derek. Yeah, that was a really I heard. good. Match. Yeah, I was at home with bronchitis. Ugh. Yeah, but uh, my debut of the year, since we're talking, and I'm talking now, uh, my debut of the year, I really like Wheeler Yuta. I'm really happy that they're okay. using him yeah. a little more often. Me too. I think he adds a lot to the shows. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got advertised for the last show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, can, I like him. I can dig Wheeler Yuta. I've, in my head, of just regular debuts of the year, it was between him and KTB. And I lean more towards K- KTB because I just the, how the crowd has reacted to him. We still, I mean, really, you is still great, but like more people have gotten way more into KTB. How about you, Stacy? So my two were uh, Zach and Wheeler Yuta, but just to throw another name in the mix because there haven't been a lot of new females added to dub, uh, to AIW lately. Uh, Alley Cat made her debut this year. Oh, she did, yes. Yeah, and I mm. I dig it. I dig the cat gimmick. The matches are fun. Uh, it's good to have some fresh blood in the, you know, once every three events women's division. And the thing that I, I love about her, her gimmick and everything is it's a very small difference. Like, a, she's a cat. Nobody else is doing that, and it's fun. Right, I love it. Yeah, and as far as the West Barkley thing, man, I don't got nothing against that kid. I just thought his fans were the shits for like two or three shows. Now you know that's whatever. They're normal. They were just yeah, like disrespectful people for a little minute. That had nothing to do with that dude. That dude's fine. I think Wes is great, and honestly, I never minded his like the first show they were there. They just did the thing that annoys me where they come see their friend and leave. But like, I get that. I just think it's annoying. And I think that people should be a little more like, hey, stick around for all of it. But that's just me. I don't mind Wes at all. I think Wes is great. Yeah, me too. I, you know, my thing was totally different than the leaving. I mean, that sucks. But that's like a wrestling etiquette thing that, you know, if you don't go to wrestling shows, you don't know. Um, my thing was just like being trash humans. Like dumping beers on little kids and fucking falling on old ladies and shit. Like, I don't care if you're 17 or 70. No better. Don't be a trash person. Oh, no, I'm all about that kind of being trash. Like, if you want to you want to throw beers at people and it gets on kids, those kids better just get out of the way. That's all I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't mind. I don't mind people being shit. That's cool. But, like, you know. I'm fine with people dumping beers on everybody at WrestleRager. I'm fine with people, but, like, you're in a church gym. Like, keep your shit together. Like, to an extent, keep your shit together. Fun's fun, but like, I don't know. I guess that's the difference between you and me, Dustin. I'm a, I'm a real piece of shit, guys. We know that. At least I do. Let's move on to moment of the year. This time we'll start with Stacy. Uh, I feel like this might be the same for everybody all the way around. For me, it's Magnum. And the retirement, I think that's probably the moment of the year because it was also like 
the last Mount Carmel show. It's Magnum's last show. The match slash two matches before it had so much good shit in it um, with, you know, the titles ended up going over to Weird World. And I just I really dug it. I dug the Andy Kaufman piece to it. It was it was my favorite slash least favorite moment of the year. How about you, Dustin? Uh, so have I, if I remembered it, uh, I probably would say Thorne coming out and being the member oh. of the team at Russell Ranger. But I don't remember it. It was really cool to watch, but like I don't remember it. Uh, my favorite moment actually didn't happen in the ring. It happened outside of the ring. And at Hell on Earth, uh, MJF was at the concession stand. And two things happened. Well, three things happened. And all of them just proved that MJF is one of the best wrestlers in the industry. One, a wrestler came up and said, hey, man, can I take a He said, yeah, you got 10 and the guy gave him 10 bucks. He took a selfie. Did not give a shit that the guy was taking a selfie. Didn't even look in the camera. Said, all right, beat it. And just had the kid leave, which was fantastic. Because it wasn't like it was like a middle-aged person. It was probably some like, I would say the person was probably a teenager. Like, they probably didn't necessarily have like 10 bucks to give somebody for something. But he made them pay anyway. Then he grabbed a bag of Cheetos, started eating it, didn't look at anybody. Looked at Adam Laporta handed him a Cheeto and said, sometimes you got to feed the animals. And then a woman in a wheelchair was getting through to go to the bathroom. And MJF goes, oh, oh, somebody's important. Everybody got out of the way. This woman's got to get through, stupid bitch. And I was like, holy shit. He just called someone in a wheelchair trying to get through to go to the bathroom, a stupid bitch. That's the greatest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's my moment of the year in AIW. Something that nobody else saw besides me and maybe the three other people who were around while he was doing it. How about you, Caden? I also got to go with Magnum's retirement, as sad as it is. But I do have a second one. If this, I don't know if this would technically count as one, but uh, Tiger Driver through the ramp during the Justice Dodds match. I was going to say that, too. But... Yeah. For, Two completely different ends of the spectrum, but yeah, same show. And again, hell on earth. That was the show. For me, it happened at hell on earth, but it wasn't that. It wasn't Magnum, but it's close to Magnum. The weird world cashing in. Maybe that's been a little bit tainted now since they've already lost the titles. But that was a moment that. I should have seen coming, but I didn't. I had kind of forgotten about the Chandler Bigger Memorial Tag Team Tournament trophies and what those stood for. And I was thinking, like, okay, what's going to happen with these tactics? What, like, somebody's coming out. And then when the Weird World's music hit and I seen the trophies, it clicked. I was like, oh my God, yes, this, they have this. This is awesome. I love it. So to me, that was a huge moment and the place went nuts. Yeah, honestly, you know what? Let me take back MJF making fun of the woman in the wheelchair. And let me actually say, I think Weird World winning those that tournament was a very cool moment. It really was. Weird body picking up the trophy and falling down. So good. So good. They they wanted exactly how they should have won it. They reacted exactly how they needed to react. Them doing the photo op with Biggin's family afterwards. It was a great moment. Yeah, that was really good. 
You know, MJF did a bunch of that shit this year, too. There was a show, and I don't remember which one, it was, where he was, like, arguing with, like, a six-year-old girl at his merch table. And it was amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, him out of the ring is better than him in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, he stays complete kayfabe the whole time. It's fantastic. Like, he's a dick the whole time. It's great. How about group or team of the year? I'll start off with this one. I kind of got two. There's my initial reaction, but then there's if I takes a few other things into consideration. If I take a few things into consideration, it's the production for the year that they had. But I think because I picked them for this last year and they continued on that trajectory, I kind of expected them to have a great year. They lost the tag titles, but that's, you know, is what it is. But the team that I, I feel stood out the most was PME because they are over as fuck and everybody loves them. And it's, it's a lot of the work. They Granted, they probably put in a lot last year, but it just added more and more and more. And people are really invested into this team. And I think this could be a very big year for them. How about you, Stacey? Uh, PME's great, man. I I think those dudes hit on something that nobody else was doing in the area. And they, dude, they're great. They're amazing. They're working a Black Label Pro show now. I just saw a post, I think, earlier today about that. They are not my pick, though. Okay. My pick is the production. And it's for this reason. If you rewind the clock a year ago, the production was a group but there wasn't like a focus to it like the the idea of that group really matured this year the fact that they worked as like two independent tag teams for a lot of the year with like Derek and Eddie doing their own thing and then and Frankie and Magnum having the titles uh I just I thought that group really developed way more over this past year than from where they were a year ago uh, i i can't even imagine if, if magnum was still wrestling where that could have went to i think that's a little bit of a step back for those guys it's got to kind of be like a reshuffle uh but i think the production is that's that's my pick they're great how about you kid also going with the production because they again they weren't really in full swing Last year, like early this year, they just got all this momentum and became awesome. Up until they lost the tag belts, unfortunately. Now it's kind of odd. On to you, Dustin. Uh, my choice for group slash team of the year is the Weird World Experience. Uh, I think the dynamic between PME. And Weird World is so weird, and it works so well, and just, it's nonstop fun when those four are together. Uh, I would say my team is the Megazord Voltron of the Weird World experience. I think that's the right answer that I didn't expect. Yeah. Okay. That is all of our picks for 2000. You know what? Oh, what? No one said this one for team of the year. Duke Money. Two Affinity and Beyond. 
<laughs> I was going to say to infinity and beyond. Is that your changing it? There we go. <laughs> your favorite tag team. Nope, absolutely not. But <laughs> it wouldn't be right without them getting a mention. They, if I'm correct, they ended the year losing the tag titles. One yes. year later, regaining them. It was a good year. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see where we go in 2019 with that. I know that was a highly unpopular uh, outcome for the show. I wasn't even there, and I booed. <laughs> wasn't happy. Yeah, I was thinking of you when I was tweeting that out, because I I know how much you hate. Not necessarily hate oh. them, but you hate them as champions because of the back and forth we had for like a couple years. Their matches are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it's not to the point, it's just fun to dislike them. I <laughs> just think these... it's really boring to have them be champions. Yes, that's the thing. Because they don't need the belts constantly. Yeah. They can still have awesome matches. It does It does nothing for them, and it does nothing for the belts. And the only thing I could think of is that it's a way to get the belts on PME. That you had to put the belts on somebody shitty for them to have somebody shitty to take them off of. That's... that's if this leads up to PME winning the tag belts, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because I've been hoping for a while they get the belts. I think that's the hope of a lot of people. And when that happened, because I figured we were almost going to PME versus Weird World. Like, we, were, we would see the Weird World experience implode. But instead, it looks like they're both going to be gutting for the championship, so that could create some competition of its own. Tag division's interesting. Yep. It's, yep. <laughs> there's a lot of teams. Maybe in 2019 we'll see, uh, probably won't, but Let's see Sad Comp. Let's see that tag team in AIW. That'd be nice. You might already have one of them already at shows. Hey, anyway, let's move on to our predictions for 2019. We're going to start with Gauntlet for the Gold. Who do we think is going to win Gauntlet for the Gold 14? Start with Dustin. Okay, here we go. The thing I'm the best at, guys. Here we go. Um, Let's see. Up the... Winner for Gauntlet of the Gold is going to be MJF. Okay. That, that's my answer. MJF. How about you, Caden? I'm going with Matthew Justice. Stacy. I think Matt Justice is a great choice. I'm picking Eddie Kingston. That's a bold pick. I like it. I want to see Eddie be champ before the end of the year. Uh, and for me... I'm going to agree with Dustin. I have MJF as the winner for Gauntlet for the Gold, main eventing with, if he doesn't lose the title, Tracy Williams. That could be great. I think the only problem there is those two guys are already involved as answers to a question you have later. I think that might not go in effect for one of them until later to where he could main event. Absolution. It's after May 25th. Oh, is that the cutoff? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just know that's when that next fucking show is. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. And also, 
we're not really paying attention. Tracy Williams got signed by ROH. Yeah, so Tracy Tracy's Williams in ROH. He just he just debuted a stable. So I mean, now I'm thinking about it. I don't think that MJF is that good of a pick, guys. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna redact it. Uh, I think that. Uh, um, Who's your pick last Dom, year? Was it, was I think Dom is going to win. I think Dom is going to win the uh, the gauntlet for the gold. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Change my mind. MJF is out. Dom is in. I'm debating whether I want to change my pick or not. Are you guys changing? No. I don't need to. Mine's Eddie Kingston. <laughs> That's true. Eddie Kingston could get signed. He could be signed. Imp- is he still signed Impact? Yeah, he's at Impact. He's running Impact. over little kids with cars. It's fantastic. Impact. Impact's allowed to wrestle indies, though. Yeah. I mean, I hope Eddie Kingston gets signed to someplace exclusive. That dude deserves to be on good TV. Oh, fuck yeah. But in the meantime, I would like to see him be the AIW champion. God. Okay. Um, I'm going to change mine, but I'm, I'm going to go a little bit different. I want Nick fucking Gage. That is my pick. So let's move on to our picks for the winner of the 2019 Jaylet. Start with Caden. You have Gage winning Gauntlet. I'm going to have him win Jaylet. Okay. How about you, Dustin? Uh, I also going to have Nick Gage winning Jaylet. So uh, there you go, Caden. Me and you, same page. Right there together. How about you, Stacy? Matt fucking Justice is going to win Jaylet. Yeah, that's where I'm going to. Matt fucking Justice. Because that cash-in moment, I think, is going to be a really big one for him. Yeah, that lets him headline Absolution. No. Just cash in and headline it or do oh. it at Hell on Earth later. Mm. See, he can cash in whenever he wants. Sure. Because Jaylet's like money in the bank, essentially. Right. Unless it just hasn't been treated as such the last couple of years. Well, well, it's who wins it, man. Like, yeah, as far as what has been explained to me, if it's your face, they're going to cash it in nobly. And if it's heel, they're going to cash it in, you know, spontaneously after a match. And if you're Ray Rowe, then you get signed somewhere. And if you're Joey Janela, you're hurt. Which Janela is officially the second person to be unable to cash into the Jaywood. No, the Thorn Thorn has stated that uh, they're giving him a uh, extension on his yeah cash in uh, opportunity. But we we have had one who didn't. In tech, I don't think he's only had like what one or two matches since he uh, didn't cash in his jailet, and that would be Elgin. Yeah, no, when Elgin won, he had the title, and he he also got the trophy too. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't. It wasn't like he got a shot at the title. Yeah, he did. Was, that, no, that was part of the uh, whole thing. Was the winner won the title? They didn't win a shot at the title. They no, won the title. No, the you're winners. thinking Eric. You're thinking Eric Ryan. That was the first year. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the Michael Elgin year was the same thing. It was whoever won the won the tournament that year was going to win the title because the title was on the line throughout the entire tournament. Has this been uh, confirmed by Biggins, obviously before he passed, or Thorne? Um, I, was I always, mean, I, was I would assume that I'm not just making this up. I mean, Biggins always told me little things. I would assume he might have said something, because I know people have said it before. I'm not the first person to say it. But the thing is with Elgin, 
he never lost that title. It, it had to be vacated. The thing is with Elgin, I doubt he's ever coming back. Well, he's been back. No, he's been back yeah, since. Just but he's not, not coming since back now. The other, yeah. not since the one incident. No. Yeah, he's not coming back now. I mean, because reasons. Because he's in New Japan, guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's signed in New Japan. He's got that big money contract. Exactly. Speaking of big money contracts, it's a way to transition into who will be signed to a contract by the end of 2019. Not just WWE. Originally, last year it was WWE. But with All Elite and technically everything else, I'm like, let's just, just say contracts. MLW, ROH. Literally, like, every company that runs now has contracts. Yeah. Do you? We should keep it to ones that are, like, exclusive, though, because, like, you can work Impact and still work Indies. Yeah. And we don't know if All Elite's going to be an exclusive thing. I... We don't. I thought I heard it was, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, I mean, like... I have, I have heard conflicting stories. Yeah. It could be It could be on a case-to-case basis. It could be like a, hey, we're going to use you for, like, our tapings, but where we're going to use you as, like, a mid-card guy. We don't need you every single time. You need to make some extra money. You want to keep wrestling. Hey, go out and do your thing. Like, I feel like they would be the type of company that's relatively okay with that. Like, there's, like, a short list of, like... Yeah, you can work there type situations. I mean, ROH was kind of like that, too, where there were some guys who uh, are on exclusive deals and other guys that can kind of work places. And then maybe if it's, you know, you work a show, they can't put you on the DVD, but maybe you can have a bunch of fans record, you know, the match and, you know, not throw them out. And like those those little bit of footage could be put together. I don't know if that's ever been done before. DNA. <laughs> that was a was that match ever even released yes was it i never i yeah I, it's on the dvd i believe but it's not like hidden. said it's it's not like advertised it's on there sneaky. you just kind of go through the show and it's like oh hey this match is on here sneaky sneaky uh let's start with stacy so I have two. I have the person who I think is actually not going to be available. I mean, obviously, we're excluding like Hot Sauce, Janela, MJF. We already know that those guys are Baker. Uh, Baker. Yeah, they're 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 already spoken for. Um, so I have the person who I think is going to be and the person who I think deserves um, outside of Eddie Kingston, who I already said. Um, the person who I think we are no longer going to have at some point this year is Man. And I think the person who deserves it is Matt Justice. Say the first name one more time. You cut out. I know what you said, but just so it's consistent on the recording. The person that I think is going to be made not available is Mance Warner. I think he's going to be under contract somewhere. And the other person I think that should is Matt Justice. I f- With everything happening with Mance, because didn't he just... Is he getting signed to MLW? Yes, I think so. Does that have exclusive? Co- no, obviously because MJF and everything. Okay. No, Tom Waller's down there too. Yeah, that's, that's true. My only question about Matt Justice, though, would well, depending on what, who would sign him, but would one place in particular sign him again? Medicals. Yeah. And medicals. Yeah. Like I said, he's not the one that I think we're going to lose. He's the one that I think deserves it. 
Oh yeah, he does at least like if if he wouldn't go back to WWE, just someone else put the Anywhere. eyes on him. Put that yeah, dude yeah. on TV. Give him a shot. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. You ain't got nobody else right now. F- fucking sign him. Yeah. You know what? Who we could have put for guest of the year, and I kind of wish I did, but since I could never get an autograph or picture, I had to not put him there. But PCO. I was thinking about that one. He was here a couple times, though. That's kind of why I was like, does that actually count? I, I, I mean, he was. I would figure he's. He was a well. He wasn't a special special guest. Ah, yeah. Since he was here more than once, that's kind of why I went. Meh. He would have probably. I would have made him my guest of the year if. I got a picture with him because that's all I wanted from him. I was looking more forward to him than who was for the rap show. Godfather. Yeah. I was looking more forward to that than Godfather Papa Shango. He never did photo ops, did he? No. Any of the. You had to like catch him. And I I think after Wrestle Rager, I tweeted at him about it. And he was like, oh, next time, brother. Now he's signed. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) Dude, that guy lost out on money. He should have been doing photo ops with him and Destro when he had Destro with him. Fuck yeah. He would have fucking raked in some cash. All right. Who are your picks, uh, Caden? This is a difficult one because a lot of people that should be signed aren't signed already. So, Well, we know MJF's not yeah. going to get signed to WWE because uh, number one, AEW. And number two, he told us that he was going to be signed in how many years? To WWE? Two years. Two years. So we're not there yet. He has another year on top of that before he's going to WWE. So we're just keep adding on those years. <laughs> so Good job. <laughs> um, you know what? I'd like to see signed just with how good he's been doing. KTB. That's an interesting one, I know. but And who deserves it? Justice. How about you, Dustin? Uh, I, the only person who I could really think of that is like, I think like, especially like WWE would be interested in signing. That's even like out in the Indies right now. That's like in AIW be PB smooth. I think PB yeah. smooth could get signed by the end of the year just because of his size and his athletic ability. He's pretty intelligent. He's already had a tryout and only been wrestling. He was only wrestling here when he had his tryout. I think that I think by the end of the year we could see PB Smooth getting signed, and uh, I also think Hornswoggle could get signed to like an AEW or signed to like, uh, or he could even just get re-signed by WWE by the end of the year. Do you think he would uh, have to do a, like a short-term deal? Oh, waka waka, <laughs> I'm gonna tell a funny ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for <laughs> for me, part of me thinks it could happen, but I don't know crazier shit has happened but I'm gonna go filthy Tom Lawler and that if because I didn't really necessarily think who deserves it I could go with everybody and say justice but you know who deserves to be seen by more people and is technically a part of AIW and I'm hardcore biased but that's Marion Fontaine I think do you see what he said about bringing back the megastar oh yeah did did you did you see my comments Huge news. Big news for 2019. <laughs> Big news, guys. Well, if he brings the Earth, Wind, and Fire version, I don't want that one. I want the American Sex Machine version that was on Prime Wrestling and PWO, because that megastar was the best, and I miss it a lot. 
and I think if put in the right promotion, which I think he is using somewhere, but if I were to see it more, I, it's the, the side of Fontaine that I haven't seen in years. And it's the side that I fell in love with. Love heel megastar Marion Fontaine. If, if megastar Fontaine comes out at Gauntlet for the Gold, I'm popping huge, guys. It's it's over. If he comes out as megastar Marion Fontaine, he's my pick to win Gauntlet for the Gold, guys. <laughs> Changing it. He's been in every Gauntlet. Based on that, can I make up one more question for this? <laughs> Fine, fuck it. Let's do it. Who do you want to see as the surprise in Gauntlet for the Gold? And all I'm saying is, I want to hear you ain't ready. You ain't ready for Razor Sharp. Come through <laughs> those fucking speakers for Gauntlet for the Gold. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Have, okay, what, about you, what do you got on that, Caden? Since Ed's not here, boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> He's it, it'll work eventually. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, I'd love to see Razor sharpening up gold guess. I love Razor. He's a man. Uh, I don't even know who my... My surprise from the gauntlet would be like I love a good surprise in the gauntlet. I know one that I would love for it to be, and I know you would love for it to be, but mathematically it can't happen yet. What's the what's the mathematicals? Silesia. Oh yeah, I would I would freak the fuck out. I'd start flipping chairs. Hey, you're single now. I'd, you you can... I would burn the building down. The building would whatever building we were in would burn down. You're gonna get you gonna get your... hope that wouldn't be there. Final house, I'd burn the building. It'd be over. Are you gonna get your woman back? I mean, I think she's getting married. Is she? So, like, you know, things are kind of like <laughs> complicated know. now. I'm, I'm in one, I'm in one part of my life. She's in another part of her life. I don't know. It's, I would, I would freak out. But yeah, no. Timing wise, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know who my. Uh, well, I would like to see. I was watching some old AIW. I'd like to see uh, maybe old referee Dave Dawson bring out the furry boots. And have, oh, he's uh, retired, man. He's retired. I know that's what I'm saying. He's a, he's retired as a. Did he's did, retired as a ref? Did I miss the the he announcement for retirement? He re- he announced it on Facebook. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to see uh, maybe maybe have Dave show up in the in the fuzzy boots. Okay, you know who I would pop for? Marcus Corvon. <laughs> oh my god, I'd freak out. God, I'd burn the building down. <laughs> Marcus Corvon showed up? Oh god, it's over. It's over. Monty Brown. Imagine imagine T-Money's in the ring all by himself. Pounce! Oh. <laughs> and Marcus Corvon comes out. I would burn the place down. I'd start throwing things. I would be unruly. It'd be over. I'd be so unruly. <laughs> Um, my pick would be related to Dave Dawson, because you're going back to the the furry boots. Like his cousin? <laughs> no, not like that. Haley Hatred? Oh, God. Dude, okay, that's the number one for anybody. If A, A number one answer. Yeah. Haley right. Hatred. Uh, hashtag, where's Haley Hatred? No, uh, Chest Flexor. I would enjoy Chess Flexor coming back. You know, something I pointed out to Adam Laporta the other day, and it's something that I really love in the continuity, especially with Weird Body, 
Remember Weird Body talks about like having to talk to somebody to get something done? He talks about having to go talk to Chess Flexer, which nobody else does. Chess Flexer is still part owner of this company. I've... I think you guys are completely forgetting this. Oh no, I'm not forgetting this because I I spoke to Chess Flexer about it this past year about him. Turn him there, AIW. About him still being part owner, and he said, "Yeah, I am, as far as I know." He worked PCW though, so he's gone. Are there any other uh, any other surprise entrants? <sighs> hmm. I think, well, depending on when Gauntlet officially is. We could get, <laughs> just because the look on a lot of people's faces, they don't know who they are, uh, Super Oprah. Oh, God. That's well, all. Super Oprah, wasn't it in the gauntlet last year when the shit with Twan happened? Yeah. 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 So good. Super yeah. Oprah was also in, I think, the 2012 gauntlet. And that was yep. the, the first year that we played, or I played, I mean, the... Gauntlet. Gauntlet for the cache. cache. Yeah, Gauntlet for the cache. Or no, 20... Are you thinking, or was it 2013? All I, all I remember was uh, Kevin Watson. He was waiting on his number. And you always have that person that comes out, and you just, like, instantly... I just lost. Like, I know one year it was the Chad. If you don't know who the Chad was, he's very easily forgettable, but he was... Goddamn like, wrong! <laughs> Chad is the best. If the Chad came out... <laughs> I, my I want him in the gauntlet. Start throwing things. <laughs> Yeah. Put, Chad in the, put the Chad in the gauntlet. I tried to get Thor to put the Chad in the gauntlet two years ago. He wouldn't do it. Uh, put the absolute title on him. <laughs> Strap rockets on the Chad, guys. Okay, then my, my surprise picks will always be Fruth and Winners, because I'd love to see them come back to AW, but no. Um, I just watched Fruth and Winners' uh, debut match. I have it on DVD. I was, it, was very, it was fun. It was fun to see them. But uh, whatever year it was, like 2012 or 2013... Uh, Kevin Watson had his number and then out came Super Oprah and he's like, fuck, I just lost. So that's always been my joke with him, especially with him. Like, that's going to be, he's going to come out with your number, no matter what number you pick. Oh, it's going to be two. Yep. It's going to be Super Oprah. Just wait for it. Any more surprise entrance? That number two spot needs to be razor sharp this year. That's all. He needs your number 30. God. Uh, yeah, I think that that's about everybody I can think of. I mean, there are a bunch of people who would be surprises, but they ain't fucking happen. Yeah, I, I can think of a couple that I would love just to see people's faces, but... J-Rock. Oh, God. <laughs> I was I was thinking of other ones, but I know there's like some people that are on the no chance in hell list. The most demanding yeah, in history, J-Rock. Don't get it. Just like everybody on the no chance in hell list, if they were to show up. But then again, Ugh. there's people that were you, at least one point thought they were on the no chance in hell list and they came back. But there's some people you can't I, hold your breath for. I really think anybody who's on anybody who's on there right now, I really think there's no chance in hell. Like I know, I know a few of the names on the no chance in hell list, and I know for a fact that those are definitely like a no chance that those people are ever coming back, ever. Yeah. All right. On that note. Let's uh, wrap this show up. Any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go? We'll start with Dustin. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, nothing really. I'm excited for the year in wrestling. It's going to be a good year for wrestling as a whole. Uh, and, uh, I mean, plug-wise, you can find me just searching Dustin Alberti and whatever. 
Matt Rev Tintin on everything. That's about it. I'm not very interesting right now. My uh, I, I've been I've been getting over illnesses all all since the beginning of the year. Been a been a real rough year already. But you know, I'm getting through, guys. Getting through. How about you, Caden? Nothing's changed. I'm still at KVR216 on literally every form of social media. I'm kind of boring. I'm bad at GIFs recently. Yeah, I need to get back on that. I do. I don't feel like sitting through a five-hour show, though, because that's all I have to watch, it seems like. But yeah, I'm good. How about you, Stacey? Um... Well, I mean, that crossover episode uh, with Super Fantastic and Wrestling Cheers for the two interviews just went up last week. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, check that out. Um, Super Fantastic Podcast on uh, Google Podcast and, uh, you know, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, Super Fantastic on Instagram. I'm sorry, Super Fantastic Podcast on Instagram. Super fantastic on Twitter. Um, that's that's it. Yeah, those two episodes went by so quick that night, even to the point. Maybe where- for you, I was dying, man. I don't know well, what's going on in your house that second half, but I couldn't breathe for. Yeah, at least we'll- it went. It went slow for me. I felt like I might die. <laughs> we were starting to wrap things up. It was like, oh man, it has been that long. Man, it's been two hours. No shit. That's like yeah. that was close to five hours both ways. God damn. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was long. It's a lot for people to listen to, but I've heard some good feedback on it. So that's- And then after those came out and I went to go visit Time Capsule Toys. That was fun. If you're in the yeah. the Youngstown area, suggest you do the same. Help support the, the shop. Uh what's the owner's name again? I forget it off the top of my head. His name is Rick. Rick? That's right. Uh also not to take this out on a tangent. But uh, Justin, I completely agree. Bernie Kozar, not that great of a quarterback. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's the best Browns quarterback of all time. But, like... No, Otto Graham's the best Browns quarterback. He's the best modern quarterback for the Browns of all time. But, like, sure. he's not... Like, that's what he is. He's not, like, a record-breaking quarterback. He's not, like, a multi-time champion. He's not a... He was a very good, very serviceable starting quarterback when he played for the Cleveland Browns. That's what he was. Yep. NFL quarterback with a Super Bowl ring. That's not a starting NFL quarterback. It doesn't count. Yeah. He he still wears it. I've seen him. I'm sure he does. That's the bullshit. When you when you cut the ring for riding the pine and you wear that shit, that's that's bold. I mean, hey, but Bernie Kosar is um, I I don't think he is that great of a quarterback. I think that for what he means to Browns history, he's great. I'll take it. He's a fantastic man for what he did for the Cleveland Browns, but the man is not that amazing of a quarterback. And I think oh, Browns no. fans just look at it with rose colored glasses and. They need to calm down. I got into a big fight with my grandma about it. Like, grandma, <laughs> I don't know anything about football. I don't know why I'm arguing with her. I just love the... I got in a fight with my grandma about it. Oh, no, man. Like, I don't have any delusions as to how good Bernie was. He was just the quarterback when I was a kid, and he's from where I'm from. So it's... 
Like, I just like Bernie Kosar. But no, he wasn't like, uh, there's a reason the motherfucker ain't in the Hall of Fame. There's a reason we didn't win the Super Bowl. And part of it's his weird fucking sidearm release. Yeah, that's all I got to say about Bernie. I don't, I, I'm kind of on Justin's side of no one really gives a fuck about Bernie Kosar besides the Browns fans. Sure. Nobody else needs to. So like I, <laughs> like I said, visit Time Capsule twice. <laughs> fuck yeah. And he's got Toy Hayo conventions coming up uh, the first weekend of February. I'm I'm really thinking about just showing up there, buying the pin, and leaving. And I say that because I know if I stayed there long enough, I'd want to buy more shit. So if I just stay, if I go get my pin and go home, I'm like, all right, I spent the minimal amount of money. I don't have to worry about spending anymore. Okay, we're good. Hey, man, I'm sure he'll appreciate the $10. Him and Tom put a lot of work into that show. I thought it was They're both good dudes. I thought it was five. Like, the mission's 10, but if you got the pin, or is it... But I don't know. Nah, man. It's I believe it's ten dollars admission with the pin. Okay. Well, I don't think there's an option for you to just show up. I don't think they anticipated people being like, "I'm just gonna come and drive an hour to buy this fucking enamel pin." Oh, I'd, I'd not go to the thing that it's for and dip. I mean, I can ask Rick. I if would you want. Me to. I would. I would pay for whatever money, but that, but like I said, because I know I'd want to spend a lot more money. It's me going. Yeah, that's what the purpose of the whole fucking show is to go buy stuff. Yeah, I'm buying stuff. A pin of Shredder. Ironically, the same figure I bought, or one of the same figures I bought when I was at his shop. Because I was like, oh, cool, Shredder. But anyway, yeah, go. Uh, if, if you're in the, what, Gerard? Yeah, it's in Gerard. Yeah, if you're in that area, check it out. It's a fun shop. And of course, you yeah. can. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't nothing. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> and of course, you can find myself at HeavySet330 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose to desire Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. Once again, we have the merch store over at Whatamaneuver. Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Also a thing that we have, uh, I was hoping to do the episode last week because I, at that point I had just got in pint glasses and beer koozies. I'm selling them together. You get one of each for $10 total. I'm not doing separate because I got equal amount for both of them. And I feel like selling a koozie, just, it's it's cheap. And I kind of want to just sell the pint glasses for 10 So I'm basically throwing in the koozie for free. So, yeah. If you want to, get a hold of myself or Wrestling Cheers. If you want to buy one at a show, they are starting to go. And I'm going to take them down with me to this weekend to Southern Underground Pros. I am king that Wrestling Cheers is officially sponsoring. And we're also the official sponsors of the match. The Jollyville Fuckets versus Sadkampf, which is Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo. So, things to look forward in the future for on independentwrestling.tv, where that match will go up with the Wrestling Cheers graphic. But I'm taking those down there, and I'm planning on taking them to every show until I get them sold. So, if you want me to put one aside, I will gladly just let me know. Anyway, back to everything else. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, your Vision Showcase, and Old School at the Movies. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Center Stage, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, 
Kick Out at 2, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, and The Big Gold Bell Podcast. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tab Photo, Powerslam.tv, use the promo code WrestlingShares, all one word, and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And hopefully, our predictions are correct. At least, some of us. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're all but you came You're the way you can see Rules are all the same You're the way everybody knows your Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv.